they just couldn't leave Windows 11 alone, HoloLens 3 might be left too alone, and PlayStation 5 uh, came up a little short. Happy Friday, friends. It has been another week, another week of interesting things because there wasn't a ton of individual tech news because there was a lot of earnings and basically everybody blew it out of the book except for Facebook who fell off a cliff, which I am secretly, secretly a little bit happy about. I'm not a big fan of Facebook, not a big fan of Facebook. But anyways, uh, big news on a couple multiple fronts that we are going to dive into here immediately because why throw it to the back of the podcast? Okay, so Windows 11, let's just, this is baffling to me on multiple levels. So let's jump back into when they announced Windows 11. They they came out and said, hey, we are going to be cleaning up what Windows 10 did. We are not moving to two major updates per year. We are moving to one, to one major update. And, and everybody applauded, myself, I was so happy. It was one major update. It was gonna arrive around the October timeframe and that was it. That's all you had to worry about. In the professional enterprise space, you had one update per year. That's all you had to worry about. None, no more of this two major update stuff. And Microsoft just couldn't help themselves. They're like, well, maybe, 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 okay. We'll do one major update, but we'll do a ton of other updates that aren't major updates, but they'll tweak different things in the UI and they'll move the cheese around a little bit and they'll add things and they'll make they'll make windows 11 better and okay so this is where microsoft announced this week and it's i i'm a little baffled by this so microsoft announced that there's three yes three additional ways that microsoft can now service windows 11 that do not maybe qualify as a major update so let's just walk through what is possible now currently you have windows update the tried and true method something that we've known about for decades there's also updates from the store that can add flavor and function to windows 11 either updating apps like the calendar or mail apps things like that now where it starts to get fun is microsoft has announced feature experience packs online service experience packs and web experience packs and i wish you well if you're trying to keep all this information straight i'm, I'm going to try to be reading verbatim here from what microsoft has announced so feature experience packs are things like snipping tool te and text input panels within the ui or, or basically the os itself so those are feature experience packs Online experience, online, excuse me, service experience packs. These are Windows feature experience packs that can deliver broad improvements across multiple areas of Windows, whereas online service experience packs are focused on delivering improvements for specific experiences. Okay, so feature experience packs clearly touch multiple things across the OS. Online touches a specific thing. And then web experience packs, these are updated through the Microsoft Store so keep that in mind, web experience packs are only coming through the Microsoft Store and will allow Microsoft to update things like the widgets experience in Windows 11. God help us all. Um, I, why they can't just call these things feature experience packs and not... Part of me thinks that the reason why they did this is so that IT could differentiate between these updates of things that are going to wreck their environment and things that probably shouldn't wreck their environment, but who knows, they still might. Um, but either way, these are the, the, the packs that Microsoft is now capable of shipping and we don't really know how they're going to start or when they're going to start using this. We know that an update is coming in February that is going to add things like taskbar widgets and a couple other minor things. Microsoft, I believe, still hasn't explicitly detailed how they're going to be delivering it. We don't, it, based on this, it does not look like it's going to be a major version update because that would go against what they announced earlier or mid last year when they launched Windows 11. 
So it's more than likely going to be a combination of these packs in some capacity or something like that are going to arrive on your machine. Now, the other big question, which I don't have the answer to yet, is can IT block this stuff? I would assume that they could. I would assume that they could. But why can't they just call these things Windows updates and keep life simple and plain and vanilla? I get that technically underneath they might be a little bit different and Microsoft wants to differentiate from how these things are coming out. But oof, like... Guys, like, keep, there's a there's a saying, it's called KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, this is just blowing out what Windows 10 had set up with, they had two updates per year, going to one update per year. We're all happy. Now we, we have one official big update per year, but we're going to get rammed down our throat many different updates that we... It just It's frustrating for multiple reasons. One, I think all of us agree that we like consistency and we don't mind feature updates, but Microsoft keep, just push it out in the fall. If people really want feature updates, they'll be in the release preview rank. I can guarantee most people do not really care about the little minor feature updates that are going to be dribbling out through these experience packs. It's just it's extra headache that doesn't really need to occur and they could have a bigger bang when they do their big updates in the fall. That being said... You can't, there's not much you can do. Um, you kind of got to just deal with this. So be on the lookout for this kind of stuff. It's, it's interesting. It's a little frustrating more than anything else. HoloLens 3. So let's talk about HoloLens 3. First off, I want to dig back in time. And I had a, if anybody's been following this channel since the dawn of time, will know that I was uh, the person who leaked that HoloLens 2 back then was delayed and they punted it because Magic Leap didn't come to market and all that stuff. That was factual information that Microsoft had communicated to me at the time. And we had many conversations about that before that post was written. And I really appreciate that Alex Kitman came out and said that it was a joke uh, now today. Either way. So basically what has come out, and I have heard similar things, that the HoloLens 3 development is in shambles. Uh, that It's surprising here that something that Alex Kitman has leading now is um, is in a little bit of chaos. Now, if you're not familiar with Alex Kitman, especially since he took a dug at me earlier today, which I based on facts, whatever, he was leading Vista Ultimate Extras and Vista Ultimate. Uh, he was part of Connect, and now he was on HoloLens. And so, anyways... Here we are. HoloLens 3. Is it delayed? What is going on? Here's what I do know. I do know that Microsoft is bleeding talent from that organization at a feverish pace. Now, that is not necessarily, you know, only them, right? A lot of companies are throwing a lot of dollars. Meta is Meta slash Facebook with their Oculus team, former Oculus team, whatever they're calling it this week, uh, is grabbing a bunch of talent. Apple is grabbing a bunch of talent. Amazon is also grabbing a bunch of talent. And so is Google. So you have very wealthy and cash-rich companies attracting talent with all sorts of money. So Microsoft losing talent here is not all that unexpected. Got to throw a magic leap in there too. I'm sure they're tossing dollars around to try to pick up talent too. So keep all that in mind that Microsoft losing things, losing employees in that sector, not uncommon, not unheard of, not unusual. Now, is it delayed? Well, there's, I think there's some wires potentially being crossed here because Microsoft has a military contract where it's IVAS, it's a, a HoloLens for the military is the easiest way to describe it. It is behind schedule, it is over budget. If you've ever done a military or hurt, worked around military contracts, this is the norm. Now, it's not intentional that Microsoft is belayed, belayed, delayed or behind schedule on this. That's just the nature of how these things are. You're building HoloLens technology for the battlefield. There's a lot that can go wrong. Get a speck of dust in there, you're in trouble. So it's got to be very complex. So some of these wires are being crossed with that project and what is actually happening. There were deadlines 
in 2021. I do not know if it was explicitly to launch HoloLens 3 in 2021. It could be crossed wires with what is going on with that military contract and what is actually happening with Microsoft. Now, the one thing that out of these reports that did not sit well or make too much sense with me is that there was talk about how there was frustration or confusion about are we building a consumer version of HoloLens 3 or are we building an enterprise version of HoloLens 3? Anybody who's worked on, on hardware and product inside of Microsoft will know that the answer is enterprise. Consumer only comes into the conversation primarily when you're talking about Xbox, maybe a little bit Surface, but Xbox is where you build consumer hardware, not in HoloLens. You even look at where HoloLens is selling today and it is definitely in the enterprise space. Microsoft stopped pushing it towards the consumer and I don't think that they are dedicated or driven towards the consumer, which leads into the next point, the relationship with Samsung. Well, first off, before we even talk about what came out with that, Microsoft has had a relationship with HP, Samsung, all these guys with Windows Mixed Reality. There's there's no reason not to believe that this is an evolution of that conversation. Samsung very well might want to be getting into the VR AR space. No surprise there. They have a massive uh, R&D space. They also have a massive user base through their Galaxy line of devices. And so for them to build a, a, a HoloLens type device, not unusual. Using Getting help from Microsoft, not unusual. Also, it would not surprise me in the slightest that if partners came to Microsoft and said, hey, what are we doing for this you know, HoloLens stuff for the consumer microsoft very well might say look that's your territory we are focusing on the enterprise don't touch it at least not in the same capacity and you guys go run with that much like they did with windows mixed reality do not forget that windows mixed reality exists now microsoft has not done a great job of updating it and keeping it fresh and keeping it in everybody's uh top of mind but it still exists and it would not surprise me if we were going to see future iterations of that from these partners I don't believe that HoloLens 3, Microsoft is taking all of their HoloLens stuff and just going to the curb and dropping it in the bin and just saying, we're done. Like that is not, I, I don't believe that is accurate. And that is how it was portrayed in some outlets that Microsoft was just abandoning it. That is not what I am hearing. Um, but things like this take time. And I'm not thinking that HoloLens 3 is delayed or, or delayed is the wrong word, canceled uh, outright. So there you go. Uh, and then the most pressing thing of the weeks is Microsoft has become uh, unclear about Windows 11 emojis. Now, we got these sweet 3D looking emojis, then they shipped us these terrible looking 2D emojis, and now Microsoft is back sort of saying, sort of, saying like, look, yeah, 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 we're going to bring those 3D emojis. That stuff we shipped earlier, that wasn't it. We're still working on it. And so our emoji nightmare might eventually come to an end. So... That is that. Uh, on to the gaming news. So Phil Spencer getting a huge award, or will be getting a huge award, the Lifetime Achievement Award from DICE, also known as DICE. Well-deserved. It is, uh, I mean, he's, he's changed in industry, and so it is going to be a recognition of that. I think it is well-deserved. I think he has done a phenomenal job turning the Xbox boat and org around and at least putting them in a direction of sustainability and of interest. I mean, um, you, can, you look at where... Xbox One was in its life cycle before he took over, or that whole demographic, or that whole demographic, that whole product line, and when he took over and things like Game Pass, he has really shaped an industry, and that is, that is hard to uh, argue with. Interestingly enough, Microsoft has come out and said, hey, uh, we don't think we're going to actually have to have any concessions with the Activision Blizzard deal. Now, I, I for sure thought they might think they'd have something, but Microsoft thinks they're going to be able to slide this $70 billion acquisition through the regulatory bodies and not have anything. Now, their biggest point here is that after this acquisition, they will be the third largest gaming company. Who will they be behind? Tencent and Sony. So 
from that regard, and that's something I had mentioned previously, is like, hey, like, yeah, they're going to spend a bunch of money, they're going to grab a whole bunch of IP, but they're still the third biggest, so they're definitely not in a, a monopoly on that side. I still think that if they get any pressure, it's going to be because they're just so big on the other sides of Microsoft. Uh, that could be a point of contention still. Uh, multiple seasons for Halo. The show have been planned, apparently. Uh, the show premieres March 24th, and I have heard, now this is one source, and I don't have all the details yet, uh, I have heard that it cost around, this is like about a $70 million investment for Microsoft, somewhere around there, and I don't have all the details, but it's somewhere around that figure for Halo Infinite, the TV series. Now, Microsoft definitely looks at this as a marketing tactic. Got to keep in mind, the series is going to come out. I bet they are fully expecting to see things like Game Pass numbers increase. People watch the show, they say, hey, I want to go play as Master Chief and go play the Cortana adventures. And so they will go download Halo Infinite. So it's a very expensive marketing aspect. Uh, but that is one thing, one potential way that Microsoft is looking at uh, this this new TV series. I shouldn't even say potential. They absolutely are looking at it in that regard. Uh, on the PlayStation side, we did get some numbers out of Camp Sony. They have sold 17.3 million PlayStation 5s. Now, notably, this is less than the 20 million PlayStation 4s that had sold during this point in its life cycle. So it's like, is PlayStation 5 suffering? Is it not as good? Well, that's an easy remark to make. We all know the reason why it does not match up. It is because, right, chip shortage. That is the, that is the figure of the week or the, the term of the year. I should even say figure of the week. So either way, um, that is that is my take on it. I'm, at the end of the day, if PlayStation 5 sells none, it doesn't really change the world of Xbox. At the end of the day, Microsoft would probably be happy. Actually, they'd probably be more concerned because then their Activision deal would not be going through if, if uh, PlayStation 5 just fell off a cliff. So either way, uh, that is just a little factoid, a little data digit for you on that. Uh, speaking of gaming stuff, Wordle, a massively popular online game, was uh, acquired by the New York Times. And the only reason I bring that up is it's like everybody's going to gaming as a service, even the New York Times, even the New York Times. So uh, on to the questions of the week. We have got quite a few in the hop of my friends. So let's just see. Uh, Migi says there is a battle of acquisitions in the video game industry and we are only in early February. Yes, we had, uh, what was it, Zynga? Uh, I got, who was it, was it Zynga? Whatever, I went out there. We also have Sony with Bungie and obviously Microsoft that Act Activision just tons and tons of billions of dollars being tossed around. Do you think that it is, this is good to the industry? I mean, the film industry went through something similar and it didn't end up very well. And so that's this first question. Is is consolidation in the gaming industry a good thing? Well, part of me, part of me says no, it's not because innovation comes through many different companies working and competing against each other. And that's just how innovation typically happens. You're trying to outsmart and outwit the other one. Now, on the other side, it, this aggregation and, and consolidation in the industry has already happened. Like, it, it, this isn't new. This is just the top dogs buying up the bigger top dogs. Um, because look at Activision. They were huge. They had been buying up studios left and right. And so they were all right. This process was already happening with the smaller indie shops. So on one hand, it's like, eh, I don't love major acquisitions like this. Because it does take some talent and, and some considerations out from the market through and, and putting it into the bucket of Microsoft or Bungie into the camp of Sony from that regard at the end of the day it's also an inevitability this is how the market works and it's not surprising it's honestly more surprising it took this long uh, that it happened but you can look at companies like ea and there are other publishers and gaming companies out there already consolidating and trying to build up so there you go and i don't have strong opinions either way i guess maybe 
potentially I, I, it'd be more negative for the industry. But the the challenge reason why I, I hesitate just a little bit is that I believe that Game Pass is a, a net win for the consumer at the end of the day because it's cheaper to get ac ac you know uh, access to all those titles. There's a lot of games I would not have played if they were not in Game Pass. So it's a little a little bit of a toss up. Uh, it says I have another question. Xbox has big. Uh, has big problems to enter in Japan. Do you think they are doing okay to solve it this generation? Uh, what partnerships and acquisitions would help them achieve this goal? Uh, Xbox in Japan has is a tale as old as time. It is always going to be tough. Microsoft is not a homegrown company there, so it's hard to compete against things like Nintendo and Sony because, hey, they're headquartered in Japan. That's just, they're a very loyal uh, demographic, and they typically stick to their own brands, which no problem, no issue. I mean, that's just, that's just the, the culture. And uh, Microsoft, I don't know if there's any easy acquisitions because one, it's hard for companies to acquire Japanese companies. It's, there's a lot more regulatory hurdles to go through. And so I don't know if there's an easy Microsoft buy the, buy Sony. I mean, that would, that would solve their problem or buy Nintendo, but we both know that is not going to happening. Uh, Ring of Void says, now I'm going to have to listen just to see if Brad name drops Stardock as the premier gaming acquisition. I will make no comments on, uh, my company being acquired or acquiring or even in those conversations, but yes, Stardock does make a lot of games. Games. And we met Galsu 4, uh, I believe it just shipped their second alpha update, I believe. Um, you can go check that out, but no relationship to the, the above or aforementioned. Uh, Hag Height says, Hag Height Hat, I think says, uh, could HoloLens 3 be really be dead? If so, what would come next for Microsoft in the AR VR world? I doubt it's dead. I doubt it's dead. First off, there's the military contract, which is worth many billions of dollars. It is not. I would be shocked if it is dead. Microsoft has put so much money and effort in, into this. And HoloLens 2 pretty much stands out on its own, at least in the marketplace today. I mean, it's something you can quite literally go buy if you want right now and get set up and running with holograms um, through their headset. I doubt it's dead. I think it's just taking longer to come to market than anything else. Uh, Mr. PKI says, I know you were distracted with Kansas City losing their championship game, but what did you think of the Halo TV series trailer? First off, I thought there's a caveat to this, which Mr. PKI hits on here in a second, which whatever we'll talk about in a second here. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it. Um, I thought it looked pretty good. I think it's interestingly enough. I think it was smart that they are going on their own um, timeline. They're not trying to integrate too deeply with uh, the actual story that's happening in the video games. They're, they're off on their own little tangent, which I think is good. Uh, it says, are you going to sign up and pay for Paramount Plus premium streaming? To watch the new service, that I, I more than likely, yeah, just to watch it. And then, what about the Chevy Tahoe in the background of some scenes? Yes, some people point out there's a. It looks like almost like a late '90s model Chevy Tahoe. Um, my now keep in mind, I believe the series is set 500 years in the future, and maybe somehow a Chevy didn't turn into a rust bucket uh, through that 500 years, which is a little interesting that they didn't maybe scrub that out, but it does remind me, was it Game of Thrones? There was a Starbucks cup in the background and maybe they missed a spot with some CGI, 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 that's an old G, uh, CGI. Maybe it was just a little bit missed. Usman says, what beans can you spill about the future of HoloLens? I've filled that one out already. Uh, scroll up or scroll back. Scroll back, I guess, a little bit. It says, I'm not surprised about the quality control issues with the IVAS program since the laser scanning display engine isn't great outdoors and can cause eye strain. How much of Microsoft's response to the article was damage control? It's all damage control at the end of the day, right? Um, the fact that they're coming out and swinging means that they know. you got to be careful uh, or be looking detailed about how they respond to 
the the acquisitions because there is truth to what the report that came out there's absolutely truth i know that that org is not run well and i know that people are not happy and people are leaving um fairly fairly regularly through there that being said you got to be careful that it was an unannounced product that was a delayed, which does happen in, in that there's internal timelines from that. But when it's not a publicly announced thing, Microsoft can be a little bit more, um, I don't know, strict in how they talk because it's like, hey, we didn't announce anything. So how can we say it's delayed and be like, hey, look, we're just still on our own path because they never publicly announced when HoloLens 3 would be delivered. Um, but I, there's no way that they just are looking at all that and, and dragging it to the dumpster. That would be insane. Uh, Paul Gutha says, might we still see an implemented dark mode with a new build coming out next week? Uh, there is some dark mode aspects into Windows 11. More robust? I don't think so because Microsoft hasn't didn't didn't say it was coming. Actually, that's so I would not expect uh, like secret Easter egg updates. Uh, Jay Wolf says, now that the dust has settled and some more details have come out on Sony Bungie deal, do you think do you have any additional thoughts on the matter? Do you think think Bungie uh, games coming to Xbox will be PlayStation and PC? Um, I do see future games from Bungie coming to many platforms. I think Sony has absolutely realized, much like Microsoft said, did, that, hey, if you put your game into Steam, you're going to make money. And not just a little bit of money, but a lot of money. The only one I could see out there would maybe be Destiny 2 on Xbox, but I bet that they would go a very similar route that they did with Call of Duty, right? If you're on the PlayStation, you get a little bit extra bonus, you get stuff earlier. But at the same time, Microsoft has a massive war chest now of called Call of Duty. And if PlayStation wants to get cute about ripping things off of Xbox, Microsoft would retaliate, I think, in that regard. I think their Microsoft's plans right now is to put it everywhere. I think Bungie's plans and Sony's plans right now are to keep it everywhere. They've already invested so much money and they've got such a massive and thriving user base. It would be crazy to rip all that away just for the namesake of exclusivity and I don't foresee them happening it. Um, I definitely think Destiny future titles and content will be coming to all platforms. Uh, Sydney 2K says, happy February, Brad. It is February, Sydney. Sydney 2K. Uh, just recently, I saw that Microsoft's home use program was was highlighting 40% discount for one year's annual subscription of Microsoft 365 personal and family, plus 30% discount if you extend the subscription into subsequent years, up to five years. I'm not really interested in Office and Skype parts of the plan more than the one terabyte. Is it worth it uh, getting a sub subscription just for that? I personally think so. Like one terabyte in the cloud, I use OneDrive personal all the time. Um, it's actually one of the easier ways that I transfer content between my PC and my phone is I dump stuff up there and then download on my phone. It's it's an easy way until we get iMessage uh, on the PC. And so I personally think it just for one byte, one one byte, one drive, a terabyte of cloud storage, it's relatively cheap, and I do think it is definitely worth it. And Chris H wrapping it up says I recently or recently acquired a refurbished Surface Pro 4 for next to nothing and it was offered when it was offered Windows 11 through the dev and beta and re release channels of the insider program it has a 6th gen i5 on an old desktop with a 3rd gen i5 I'm only offered Windows 10 through the insider program do you think the 6th and 7th gen might be able to access Windows 11 for the long term through the insider program or is that something specific to Surface devices or a glitch Right now, you should. It shouldn't have been offered. Now, I because it was refurbished. I don't know if maybe the person prior to you potentially had it, but even then, that should have been wiped clean and been reset. Technically, you can run. Microsoft said that you could run older hardware in the Insider program for a limited time. My personal recommendation would be I would stay on Windows 10 on those devices, mostly just because we don't. Microsoft has been cagey about the updates. We're already getting three additional updates coming through these pack stuff, and candidly. 
I don't know if you're missing too much on the Windows 11 side yet, unless you like the UI stuff and then even that self plug, uh, Start 11 can make your Windows 10 look like Windows 11 with the Start Menu replacement. Um, that aside, you know I work on that program every day. Um, I, this might be more of a glitch than anything else. I personally would not be running Windows 11 on a device that we know is not publicly supported in the primary primary release channels, just because, in my opinion, you're asking for trouble. You're giving Microsoft free information, even though they told you your device isn't good enough, but we still want your data. Like that, to me, just doesn't sit well. So I would personally keep it on uh, 10. And thanks for listening each week, Chris, and to everybody else. Thank you for listening. This is always the best part of my week. It's my favorite part of the week. And hopefully you have a wonderful week ahead.